بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أصدق الهدي إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدثاتها وكل مهدثة بدع وكل بدع ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار. My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, scholars. The title of my khutbah today is Repair Your Relationships. Repair Your Relationships. Among the many reasons to do that <clears throat> is also the fact that we are approaching the month of Ramadan al-Kareem. We want to enter the month of Ramadan in a state of tahara. External tahara, but equally and if not more importantly, internal tahara. The tahara of the qalb. The purity of the heart. And the purity of the heart begins with two things. One is removing all forms of shirk from our heart. Making our heart pure with ikhlas, with sincerity and as the seed of the khashiyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu and nothing else. And second, by purifying our heart, by removing all forms of negativity from it, the top of that, the first of that is hatred and enmity of people. So let us begin with that. The secret of influencing, the secret of happiness in this life and a true resource is good relationships. It's not money, it's not political power, it's not wealth in any form. It's wealth as in good relationships. Recently somebody sent me an article about the longest running study in Harvard on human behavior. It's been running for the last 84 years. Dr. Dr. Robert Waldinger. He is the director of what is called the Harvard Study of Adult Development and he is the co-author of a book called The Good Life. This study originally had 724 participants, 268 of them were sophomores at Harvard. Among them was the then future president of the United States, John F. Kennedy and the future Washington Post editor, Ben Bradley. 
So this study has been going on for a long time. Later they included 450 within quotes ordinary people because somebody told them that you, all, you have all the Boston Brahmins in this, the wealthy whites. So they said you need more, <clears throat> make it more broad based and they did that and they called them the Boston boys, 450 less privileged inner city children. And then they expanded this pool over the years to include 1300 descendants. And they've been tracking these people for 84 years. And the retention rate of the number of people who are still in the study is 84%, which is amazing. Now, what do they do in the study? Every two years, they answer a very long question, a lengthy question. Every five years, they surrender their medical records to the study so that they can study the physiological changes. And every 15 years, they have a face-to-face -face interview. And the lesson? Good relationships keep us happier and healthier. Now, how does social media factor into this? Especially given the problems with anxiety and depression and mental illness, which brings me to another study which I read yesterday <clears throat> on the effect of social media, especially on American youth. We are talking about teenagers, maybe even less than that, and going into their 20s. So what is the effect of that on anxiety, depression, mental illness, uh, suicides? And Waldinger says, if you use social media to connect with people, as in talk to people, for which really you don't need social media, face-to-face -face talking is the best, or make a phone call. Then he says, your happiness level will increase because you're actually talking to real people face-to-face -face or on the phone or something. But if you only consume others' social media, which is what we do all the time, which is Instagram posts, WhatsApp university forwards, uh, YouTube forwards, and so on and so forth, it makes us distinctly less happy. Now, the reason is obvious because social media works on an algorithm which is geared to give you what you show interest in. Social media is not concerned about giving you real facts or about giving you real news. It's concerned about how much of FaceTime it gets out of you because that's how they get ad revenue. So whatever you show an interest in is what the algorithm then directs into your social media. Right? So if you are now showing an interest in negative stuff, and this is another tragedy of, the, of our times that we know, again, from very well-researched data is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some, you know, conspiracy theory. We know that people are more attracted towards negative things than positive things. People remember negative things much longer than they, than, they, than they remember positive things. People get much more emotional about negative things than they get emotional about positive things. If somebody says something good to you, you will probably forget it 10 seconds later. But if somebody curses you and calls you a donkey, you will remember that all your life. Although, take a look in the mirror. 
and hold a picture of a donkey next to you and see if there is any resemblance. You know the you know what you were told is a lie. You know it is a lie, but that lie gets you hugely excited, right? So somebody calls you a donkey, and then your behavior proves that he was right. Now, I submit to you, the reason I mentioned this study is that all relationships, irrespective, depend only on two things. Number one, appreciation. Number two, forgiveness. Every relationship in the world, whatever it is, including our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalal, appreciation of his blessings and seeking forgiveness. Appreciation and forgiveness. Every relationship in the world is dependent only on two things. If we fail on do these two things, the relationship is gone. I want to propose to you, therefore, to remove one word from your vocabulary and substitute that with another word. The word that I want you to remove from your vocabulary is the word tolerance or tolerate. And substitute that with appreciate or appreciation. Why do I say that? Because when you tolerate someone or something, you're really saying to yourself, this is a nasty piece of action. I wish it wasn't there. I wish it disappeared, but it doesn't. So I'll deal with it anyway. Right? You don't tolerate a triple chocolate sundae, do you? You do not tolerate a beautiful Hyderabadi dum biryani, do you? Even without eating it. To the best of my knowledge, there's only one Hyderabadi who even knows what I'm talking about. The rest of you are not even Hyderabadi. But you're all smiling. MashaAllah, good for you. Just the word produces a smile. You don't tolerate that. You love it. You wish you had it. I also wish I had it. What do we tolerate? What we tolerate is something which is intrinsically not good. But for various reasons, I have to put up with it. So I'm putting up with it. Now, if that is my and yours... If that is our approach to people and to relationships, what kind of relationship is that? Right? But when you are thinking appreciation, you are thinking love. You are thinking gratitude. You are thinking missing someone. You are thinking about the pain of parting. You are thinking beautiful pictures and sounds and dreams. So I say to you, forget tolerating people. Start appreciating them. Learn about them. Many of us come to the masjid, I've said this before, I'll, I'll say it to the end of my days. Many of us come to the masjid, mashallah, I'm seeing a lot of you and I see you at least once a day. Because you come every day. And it's the nature of the human being that he is or she is a creature of habit. So if you come every day and you pray in a certain place, I can guarantee you, you probably pray in the same place every single day. As long as that place is vacant, you will, you will pray in the same place. Which means that the person praying next to you is probably the same person you pray next to each other every day. My question to you is, do you know the name of that person? Just look at the person next to you. Do you know the name of that person? Just the name. What else do you know about this person? Is that the meaning of a relationship? We come every day, we meet, the, we see this person every day, we don't even know their name. We don't know the first thing about them. How do you build relationships like this? So please, 
Don't do this to yourself. Ask the person next to you, what is their name? Do it now. Yes. Sheikh Basam. Tell them the name, not just Salaam Alaikum. Name, name, name. What is your name? Right? Alhamdulillah. See the number of smiles. Just imagine, I mean, everybody's smiling, right? Before that, I wanted to see your teeth. Take you to the dentist. Remember, human beings are the only mammals who show their teeth when they're happy. So do that. <laughs> huh? Do that, right? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. My brothers and sisters, really seriously think about this. How much effort does it take to maintain beautiful relationships? Nothing. Nothing. And you feel good in the process. That's, that's the immediate payoff. So how do you appreciate people? We appreciate by focusing on commonalities, not on differences. Right? Commonalities, not on differences. I'm talking about the opposite of what we always do, right? When it comes to religion, we look at all the things which are different. My aqidah, your aqidah, this one, that one. For what? Let Allah ask the questions that Allah will ask. That's not your job. You're not God, right? Whether somebody is going to Jannah or Jahannam is not your job. Jannah doesn't belong to you. Jahannam doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let him decide. In any case, he will decide. It's not that, you know, you take it upon yourself. Commonalities. What do we have in common? What are the things we like about each other? And somebody says, but you know this person, you know what he is? No, 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 no. I don't want to know. I do not want to know. What I know about him, Alhamdulillah. And if you see something different in somebody, just remind yourself that that's exactly what it is, different. It is not good or bad, it's not nasty or, or, or nice, it's not virtuous or evil, it's just simply different. Alhamdulillah. It's interesting. And so I want to learn more about that difference. This is not as easy. I'm making it sound easy, but believe me, it's not easy because our whole conditioning almost default, irrespective of culture, is good, bad, nice, not nice. I'm vegetarian. Somebody who's eating meat is a dirty guy who eats meat. If I'm a meat eater and somebody is a vegetarian, he's a goat. He's a rabbit. This is our condition. This is our conditioning. Yes? This is what we need to break. And we need to break this for our happiness in this life. And we need to break this to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because as long as you focus on differences, believe me, you end up dehumanizing and demonizing others. The second very important thing is to develop a selective memory. Remember the good, forget the bad. Remember the lesson, but forget the incident. <coughs> Think about this. You're driving your cruiser, your Harley Davidson. Beautiful sunny day. You're going down the road. You are talked up for that. And you find yourself suddenly behind a garbage truck. 
And before you know it, a piece of smelly, wet garbage flies off the back of the truck and hits you on the chest. What do you do? What do you do? You pull over at the first possible place and you wash it off. Yes or no? What, do you do, what would you say to somebody who instead of that rubs it into the jacket nicely so it gets into the jacket and stinking... He doesn't wash it off, he keeps it there, and every once in a while he bends his head down, smells it. Every once in a while he smells it and he grimaces and he makes noises. What do you say to that person? Remember the garbage truck and the garbage truck driver is long gone, he doesn't even know what happened. Who's smelling that stink? Whose life is it spoiling? This is... The example of what we do with relationships. Somebody says something once, we stockpile it. We keep it. And we pull it out of the closet every time we want to hit the other person over the head. You know what you did that day? No, I don't know. Tell me about it. I also apologize. You forgot that. Huh? Tell me, do, do we do this or we don't do this? Every one of us. And don't look at the back to the ladies section. No, they, they, they do it as well. I know. But we are, we are equally guilty. My brothers and sisters, really seriously. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this life. He gave us a beautiful life. Alhamdulillah. He gave us this life with different things. He gave us with li- this life with something which are good and something which are... I won't say they're not good because there's a different thing. Somebody asked me if you, if you should get a second wife. I said, no. He said, why? I said, because no matter which woman you marry, and that same thing applies to the men, they give you the opportunity to do, to, to, the opportunity to do two things. Make sugar or make sabar. Both ways you win. You make sugar, Allah blesses you. Make sabar, Allah blesses you. Alhamdulillah. So the next one you marry is going, is, will do the same thing. He'll also give, or she will also give you the same opportunity. So what's the point? Yes? Please think about this. Appreciation and forgiveness. Shukr and tawbah al-istighfar and forgiving people. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala ashraf al-anbiya wa al-mursaleen Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam sallam Tasliman kathiran kathira Qala ta'ala Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi Muhammad Kama sallayta ala ibrahim wa ala alihi ibrahim inna kahmidun majid Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi Muhammad Kama barakta ala ibrahim wa ala alihi ibrahim inna kahmidun majid my brothers and sisters, one of the greatest tests and one of the greatest calamities was the slander against Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa anha, our mother. We know the whole story, so I will not tell you the story. But one of the things that happened, and of course, Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa anha was exonerated and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who revealed Quran 
to say that she was not guilty of what they slandered her with. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed punishment for those who did that slander. So today if somebody denies this, they are denying the Quran. As simple as that. Now one of the people who slandered Sayyidina Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu was a man who was related to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqa radiallahu and he was a poor man and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqa radiallahu used to help him financially. So when Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqa radiallahu realized and understood and he knew that this man did that, he said, I will, I've got nothing to do with this guy. I will not support him. Quite understandably because if somebody is slandering your daughter, what do you do? What happened? And this is among the fada'il of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the famous ayat, part of those ayat in Surah An-Nur. Allah said, وَلَا يَأْتَلِي أُولُ الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ Those of you who have been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Abu Bakr is somebody who Allah has blessed. وَلَا يَأْتَلِي أُولُ الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ وَالسَّعَةِ أَنْ يُؤْتُوا أُولِ الْقُرْبَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْيَعْفُوا وَالْيَسْفَحُوا أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَغْفِرَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُرٌ رَحِيمٌ Now see this beautiful ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and do not let, let not those among you who are blessed, who have been blessed with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and wealth, let them not swear not to help their kinsmen, the masakin, the poor, and those who left their homes for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the muhajirun. Let them pardon and forgive. Do you not love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should forgive you? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of forgiving most merciful. My brothers and sisters, Abdurrahman bin Awf radiallahu said, Rasulullah said, there are three things concerning which, by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa I would certainly swear an oath. What are the three things? Wealth does not decrease because of charity, so give charity. No person pardons another for some mistreatment, seeking thereby the pleasure of Allah, for the sake of Allah. But Allah will raise him in status by that. And no one asks from people, no one extends his hand to people, but Allah will increase him in poverty. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to do that which pleases him and to save us from that which does not please him. My brothers and sisters, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to get out of the situation that we are currently in, which is a situation of strife and difficulty all over the world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us from sources that we cannot imagine. We are very blessed and fortunate to have with us Mufti Ubaidullah, who is sitting at the back there. He did the first khutbah, the first Jummah. Mufti Ubaidullah is the head of an organization called Mesba, which is engaged in the education of Muslim children. Our maktab here, the after school we run here, uh, runs on the uh, the syllabus and the curriculum that Mufti Uwaidullah very kindly gave it, gave us and he does all, all of this completely free. He came here, did two workshops for us, for the teachers, completely free. And Alhamdulillah, may Allah grant him 
the reward for that which he seeks from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is here with us. Inshallah, those of you who would like to support that work, and this is inshallah Sadaqah Jariya, uh, please do that. They don't take zakat, but uh, your normal general donations, whatever you like to give. Rabbana faqfilana dhunubana wa kaffiranna sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'al-abrar. Allahumma adina fi man hadayit wa afina fi man a'fayit wa tawallana fi man tawallayit. Wa barik lana fi ma'atayit wa qina wa sirifanna sharra ma'qadayit. Fa innaka taqdihi wa la yuqda alayik fa innahu la yadhullu mawalayit wa la ya'izu man adayit. Tabarakta Rabbana wa ta'ala id nastaghfiruka Allahumma wa natubu ilayk. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also for help and to cure our dear friend and especially my very very close friend for over 30 years now. Brother Hashmat Khan, who is in hospital uh, because of some cardiac issues, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him shifa kamila wa ajila and take away his, his, his illness and take away his pain and to save him and to save all of you and me from all forms of shar, that which we know and that which we do not know. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Ibadallah, Rahimakumullah, Inna Allah ya'maru biladli wal ihsan wa itai zil qurba wa inhaanil fahshai wal munkari wal baghi ya'izukum la'allakum tazakkarun Udkur Allah yadkurkum, Udu yastajib lakum, Wala dhikru Allah yakbar, Wallahu ya'lamu maa tasna'oon, Akhibu